Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready too. <laughs> but all it's time. And it is the We Will Fix It show with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance right here in Dubai. But you guys are online. You do have a phone number and you talk to everyone. So yes. if anyone and everyone has a question, query, comment, get in touch with the folks over at We Will Fix It. Talk to their call center. All sorts of folks who are really, really knowledgeable. And now they're no longer in a cave. There is a window. So they are very happy people to talk to. <laughs> that is the classic, isn't it? How do we explain that one? Yeah, my staff have been working in a cage, uh, cave rather, for the last eight years. Not no. quite the case. <laughs> But they didn't have any natural light. This is true. So the new headquarters, loads of natural light. And yeah, they're very happy to be out of the cave. cave. <laughs> so my, my quick question is, is we will fix it related. And the question is, did you finally get a gate to your compound or is the sliding bolster gate thing still a work in progress? Which means you and Dan on the days that you're there are security guards. Guess what? We've kind of come to a compromise solution. <laughs> it was getting out of hand because basically we've got, it, you can imagine how long, it, well, it took us, what, 15 months to find a place that had a yard big enough to take yeah. the majority of the vans. Still can't fit all of them in, but we can get 45 to 50 of them in. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, these, are, these are 50 vans. Vans, yeah, 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 for the fleet. And, and these aren't tiny little sprinter vans. These are... Oh, no, they're big, they're big decent, decent size yeah. um, transporters. Um, and the problem that we've had is because the building has been empty for the last 18 months, Shame. everybody in the area used it as their car park. <laughs> yes. So the deal with the landlord was, oh, don't worry, we'll fix that. We'll tell everybody, all the tenants around and about, and uh, away we go. Sign on the dotted line. We signed, they did nothing. <laughs> so now we've had a very lovely conversation with all the neighbours. They say, look, guys, no, we genuinely do need the car park. And when it's empty, it's only for a period. So I'm really sorry, but no, you can't park there anymore. And we've paid for it, after all. <laughs> and nobody paid the bindest bit of attention. So Dan yeah. and I then started to get a little bit agitated, to say the least, yeah. and um, uh, took that route. It got very heated with one gentleman um, two uh -huh. weeks ago, uh -huh. uh, which was not a, it wasn't a good look for either him or us, I must say. It was one of those. Um, and that was the final straw. So we've been trying to get hold of just a normal, um, like a, a, a rising bar yeah, yeah, type yeah. setup. Like the ones you see at hotels, at parking garages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gotcha. But then you think, you think about that and then you think about, okay, well the curveball on that is we need to get 50 odd vans um, yeah. that can go in the car park in and also all the staff cars each day yeah. when we're not doing a, start, um, a full staff meeting. Well, the problem with that is that needs 60 remotes or whatever. Yeah. And that comes at a horrendous price. It's absolutely unbelievable. So we already had a gate that was there, but that had been used many eons ago before. Was it us. rolling? I, it rolls, okay. but the motor, there was no motor on it and the electric was all shorted out. So what we decided to do in the end was to recommission it um, because that works out much cheaper. Yeah. And then um, we have a, a little button in a certain location where um, staff can kind of reach through and press the button to open ah. the gate to let themselves in. Okay. So that's the cost-effective one. Um, a couple of quotes have come in. It's still offensive, but it's not yeah. as offensive. So today I think I will be pushing the button, so to speak, <laughs> to, uh, to get that one sorted. So hopefully... Yeah 
these issues will be a thing of the past. It's crazy little things, right? Man, it's seriously driving us up the wall. Now, I, I've got another question. I know that, that Dan and yourself both practice, uh, you know, good eating habits. Mm, yes, you, we do. you did not tell me that there's a cake factory next to your building. It's actually uh, like 32 steps. <laughs> yeah. The one problem with the cake I was factory. Parked, I parked there. I opened my door. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's cake. And then I'm looking at the trucks and I'm going, I think they've got ice cream too. There's, there's, a, it's really good cake, but the problem has been they have been the main culprit of stealing our car park. Of course. So we started off on really good terms as you would be with a cake factory. And these days things are a little bit frosty. Frosting. <laughs> See where I went there. So um, yeah, we're hoping once we get this, um, this all sorted, we might start throwing out some peace offerings in different directions okay. and see if we can make uh, ourselves a little bit more of a happy neighbor than we were. But you know, you've got to put your foot down somewhere. If you've had the conversation more than once and people are ignoring you, then you need to up the ante um, because we still need the car park whether they like it or not. Yeah. So yes, it's been a difficult one, I must say. But um, it's all part of a new place and getting into um, you know new processes and yeah. that's going to take quite a while to get sorted out, I think. All right, you know what time it is? This is 10 Minutes with Colin. Yeah, it's an odd one this week. You know, I was coming here in the car and I haven't really got anything planned. And then I suddenly remembered that there is a phrase that comes my way at least three times a week from people talking about maintenance. And that phrase is, what would you do? Yeah. Okay. And and it's always, and I, 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 I get it because, yeah, you know, you live the world and I'm yes. looking at something and it's like, well, I could do it this way. I could do it that way. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And it's a gen, it's a genuine coin toss. So why not do the coin toss with a little bit of extra hope? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is if you put the finances to one side, Okay, so obviously, as somebody who provides services and maintenance, the um, the kind of negative perspective of that is, let's see how much we can sell people. Right. Okay, that is absolutely not the way that I would ever want We Will Fix It to operate, because the truth of the matter is, if you operate in that manner, you might get people for one job, but you won't yeah. get them for their the lifetime of their property. Yeah. Exactly. So I actually find it ridiculously easy to take that hat off and go, okay, well, what would I actually do in this situation? But the problem is that there are lots of caveats to every situation. Yes. So for this discussion, this 10 minutes, I'm actually going to make a couple of assumptions. Okay. The first one is, as people who've just moved into their property, and then I'm going to talk about the difference periods that you might be in that property because at the moment prices have just started to rise again um, from a rental perspective especially and therefore it will affect the decisions that you make from a maintenance perspective as well. The other caveat that I can't really take on board is landlords uh, yeah. and therefore whether or not the landlord is supportive or the usual scenario here which is never to be seen and never to put his hand in his pocket as well which unfortunately yeah. is is I, still wrong i'm amazed that it has it has gone on for this long without there being something structured because so many other aspects of real estate has been dealt with and dealt with really effectively yeah. but that landlord tenant relationship is one that really hasn't been hasn't been sorted yet so i can't really deal with that one but the basic facets are, are for me as, as follows, which is when you first move into a place, you need to get it stable. Okay. Now, 
I've what moved, is that? Yeah, I mean, and, and you've you've gone to the I've extreme plenty of times, <laughs> without a doubt. And for me, stable is a simple solution, which is I don't want something that is going to break down unexpectedly quickly without my knowledge right okay so the first thing that i always do when um and obviously i totally understand that because i own a maintenance company it's easier for me than most people but my start point always is to get somebody in to do an initial check of all of my acs and uh, also for me the additionals that i do i will also do all of the water systems including pumps and all um uh, of the other electrical items that that normally people probably wouldn't wouldn't look at which makes sense yeah and this is basically the first inspection that we would normally do under an essential maintenance contract Hmm. we check everything because at that point once we've gone okay yes this property is absolutely fine we cover all the labor charges from then on so it's important to us that we get that right and that's exactly what the the reasoning behind doing that service for essential maintenance is because in my own experience if you don't get it stable at the outset you will continue to have problems so if you're moving and do an inspection of all your ACs, all your water tanks, know where you're at. Exactly. Now, the additional part to that is um, landlords. Right. If you have just moved into a property, you have recently had some kind of communication with the landlord, okay? If you get the opportunity, and really you would hope you had the opportunity, and the D was on, if the D was on, you've hit the jackpot because at Mm. that point, everything will show. If the dealer isn't on, you don't know much at all. You've got to look for telltale signs, and even that may well be a very small percentage of the issues that you've got. Okay. And unfortunately, again, that's the standard solution that's here. So for me, I would start off with uh, with the ACs, do a full inspection. Now, for the general public, it makes sense to actually service at that point. Because at the same time, servicing is the cheapest of the services that's available Mm. for um, ACs. And at that point, you've got all of the units open and you can do the inspections of the coils and the ducts free of charge. Right. So it makes sense. Also, periodically, you need to get your ACs serviced. And normally we talk between every four months and six months, depending on where uh, where the property is and the type of ACs that are there. If you imagine somebody who is vacating a property, they are highly unlikely to have serviced those ACs in that final period when they're there. Absolutely. So again, if you want to get to a start point and an understanding of where you sit, with, um, especially with your ACs, then get them serviced and ask the technicians specifically to give you both pictures so that you can send them to the landlord if needed, mm-hmm. and also a, full, uh, a fully itemized quote on the work that needs to be done. At that point, you hopefully will be able to work out what's essential for right now, because remember, you've just moved and therefore all your moving costs, you've just been (laughs) taken out and you do not want to spend. It costs a lot to move. It does, doesn't it? It's nuts. Literally, when when we looked at it, and again, you know, I'm a bit of a privileged position in the industry and um, with with friends that, that, that help out. But literally, I didn't have much change out of 15,000. Yeah. And I was like, jeez. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. But and you, this and you already know the movers, it. and you weren't moving oh, yeah. far. You no, weren't moving far. No, 300 yards. Yeah. Um, but that, that's, that's just, a lot of money. It is. And I know people who've, who've topped double that by the time they include everything and the switching over of your electricity. Absolutely. The switching over your phone line. Yep. Even though it's not really changing anything. No, absolutely. It a fortune. Yeah, it does. Um, so that's kind of the start point. Okay? okay. So the next one after that is to work out what is it that is costing you money. So uh, then we've talked about ACs. Yeah. So the next one is water. As a start point from water and something that anybody can do, you can turn everything off in your house, so far as you're aware, so all of your appliances are off, 
tell everybody in the house, don't flush the toilets, <laughs> don't use the taps. And then you can go um, to your meter box and have a look and see whether or not your meter ah. is ticking over. That's your first indicator that there is something going on. Now, the one caveat for that is, if you imagine, imagine that you've had a washing machine on, toilets have been flushed, somebody's recently had a shower, the water in your tank will have gone down and it will take time to fill up again. Right. So therefore, you actually need a period um, after that. Ideally, you'd be doing it when, you know, middle of the day when somebody hasn't actually recently had a shower and all the morning stuff's been done because that's the main usage or late in the evening, depending on, on your normal shower habits. And then at that point, you can you can work out whether or not there is something that is not quite right. I would then repeat it. If you find that there is something that is not quite right, repeat it at another a different time of day. Same scenario. Make sure nobody's used any water for the last yeah. half an hour or so. And then see whether or not you still have a problem. If you do, there and then contact somebody. Otherwise, you've, it's a good chance that you've got a leak that's causing you an issue. There's a lot of people who have that issue. Yeah, I mean, standard. I had two different um, different <laughs> leaks when I moved into the current place. And um, and my boys were like, my goodness, if we hadn't found this boss. And it was the backside of the tank as well. So you couldn't even see it. When you were looking at the tank, yeah. you couldn't see it. And it wasn't it wasn't coming through because the uh, it was an overhang that went over sand. So it was going straight into the sand and nobody would have known had they physically not got around the back of the tank. So hence the previous tenant didn't know that they'd been spending huge amounts of wasted uh, water cost wow. for the previous goodness knows how long. So you've got AC, you got water, anything else? Yeah. Electrical sockets oh. is another one, without a doubt, oh. and which includes water tanks. Let's kind of include that. It's quasi- Hold on, hold on quasi- a second here. The electrical sockets can be an issue? Draining power? Well, no, not necessarily draining okay. power. No, but they can just be dangerous. Okay, so just making that. sure that they're grounded. So, yes, exactly. So there's an easy way of just working out whether or not you've got power in all locations, um, which is just a little wand that actually you can buy off uh, Amazon for 10 dirhams. It's, uh, they're, they're great. You just walk past, make some noise. We've got uh, at least power in that. Okay. The next stage to that is having a physical look at the uh, at the switches, work, work out whether or not they're going on and off. Any burnt terminals? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit of a classic. Um, and <laughs> again, now, like for the ranches, one of the things that we find all the time is, um, so ranches is now, what, 15 years old, roughly, yeah. where, where we are? Well, those switches, and the um, which are great quality, Aust- Australian-made, actually. Um, so the Clipsal, uh, now the main brand that we have in our house, which is now Schneider Electric, same company. And those have got a 15-year lifespan, <laughs> quite clearly. So we've got lots that, that failed along the way that we've uh, we've replaced. Uh, one just went in my uh, in, in the guest bedroom and uh, blew out two irons at the same time because. <sighs> Quite obviously, there'd be no communication with your husband who hasn't got a clue because he owns a maintenance company. And instead, you would just simply buy another Ryan just to check whether or not the first one was a fluke. Yeah, really proud of that one. Thanks for two iron iron blow-ups. That was exactly what I needed. Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> but again, this is what we need to be checking. And then at the same time, you have those that are that are dual. So uh, you've yeah. got the water heaters at that stage. Ooh. So two places that water heaters fail, either around, and it's, they're both welded joints. It's either um, the ends of uh, the tank itself um, are welded, and that will rust through before anything else. Or alternatively, the connection point for the hot water. If you see any rust marks on a water heater, it's gone. It's mm. done. Get rid of it now. Even if it's not dripping and you can't see it, do it. It's going to get worse and it may well get worse very, very quickly or unexpectedly in the middle of the night. 
So right. not even a question. Get it, get it, get it replaced. Mm. Again, that's an obvious one uh, to throw at a landlord. Uh, the normal rules here are more than 500 dirhams the landlord pays. Uh, if you get that, then congratulations, uh, without a doubt. I, so I, I have a, an issue with that. It actually, it's kind of funny because my, I've got a, my landlord has someone who sort of does the, the, the groundwork for him. Yeah. And I, I actually did call them for something a while back yeah. and they said, well, you know, you're gonna have to pay for that. I said, what are you talking about? And they said, well, everything, you know, under 500 dirhams, you have to pay for that. I'm going, since when? Because <laughs> because I've lived in the same place with the same landlord for 21 years. Yeah, yeah. And and so, I, you know, I call my person. I'm very nice to them because, yes. you know, and she says, well, yours is kind of an anomaly because every other rental contract actually has that written in it, but yours doesn't. Hallelujah. In which case, I love my rental contract. That's what I'll stick to. Thank you very much indeed. And, and it just, you know, as, as every year when we roll over our rental contract, it just rolls over the same way because yeah, it's, you know, also the one that says you'll return the color of the walls to the original color. Yes. Yeah, that's not in my contract either because- That's not enforceable anymore. They changed well, the law on that. And that's great because my walls are like orange and yellow and blue and- and, Don't and, have to do it. And the best part was the colors of the walls of where I live are the original colors. So okay. <laughs> this is what you gave me 21 years ago. Although the landlord said, what colors, you know, because we moved in right when the place was being finished being built and they hadn't painted it yet. Oh, I didn't realize you were the first uh, occupant. Yeah, first occupant. Gee whiz. That's and amazing. So, and so the landlord said to me, he said, well, look, we got to buy the fixtures. Why don't you just go pick them? Okay. So we did. We went and picked all the light fixtures. Awesome. And then he said, well, you know, I, we looked at the wall and said, well, what color are they going to paint? He said, well, the painter's coming. Just you, you talk to the painter about the colors you want the walls. So we got all the rooms painted different colors. Nice. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, that works. But anyway, hot got, water tanks. Right. Yes. 500 dirhams uh, under, you're, you're on the hook for that. Hot water tanks yeah. cost more than 500 Ds, don't they? Oh yeah, the majority do, without a doubt. Fitted and with warranty, that's yeah. for sure. Now, the final curveball I'm going to throw in is, okay. well, I'm, you know, I've been in the property a while now and yeah. um, actually, so I'm not an original move-in person. So my position there is, how long are you stay in the property? Yeah. Well, actually, I've got a landlord from hell. So on that basis, in um, in six months' time, I'm leaving. Okay, in which case, just, you know, firefight. Don't yeah. do anything more on that basis. Do not waste your money on right. a property where the landlord is going to be a, um, a pain. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Give him his property back and go and find something with a decent landlord, which is what I did myself <laughs> this year. And um, <laughs> things are so much better now. The other uh, curveball there, therefore, is I've been in it for a while and uh, got a great landlord, uh, really good rent, hoping to be able to stay for quite a while. Yeah. In which case, see, if you don't, um, if it's been kind of if you don't have desperate issues, we talk about this quite a lot, which is yeah. when would you service your ACs? Well, if it was me, I would be going with the offers. So therefore the offers should be when it's cold. Right. So see if you can get your ACs to stretch. You need somebody who's A, service them really, really well. And it would make sense to try and get um, a decent warranty period within the service. Mm. You know, we offer three months warranty. If okay. you imagine if the recommendation is for most properties that it should be every four months that you service them, then that's that's pretty solid. It's three quarters of the way along the, yeah. uh, along the period there. So I would be ideally in February without a doubt. And then I would, if it was my own money, I would probably try and stretch it and try and get through the season, if I could, mm. through to kind of October, late October, ideally for the second one, to okay. see whether or not I could stretch that far. Okay. If, now there are caveats to that. <clears throat> the first one is, if you live in an apartment and you have chilled water, that should be absolutely fine, unless there's a problem. 
Okay. The second one is if you live in a villa where you've got split ACs with half the AC on the roof, you need to be very lucky for that to actually work, especially if you're in a place that is remotely sandy, because if there's sand that's going into the units, they will clog. It will be costing you more dewar in that situation. Mm. But in all reality, maybe not quite as much as an AC service. So you need to play it by ear. Also, thirdly, how you use those ACs. If you leave them on 24-7, I can guarantee you will not get six months solidly out of them on a regular basis. Wow. You might do it when they're new. You might do it over one particular period, but you will be damaging your ACs. Not even a question. Every four months, if you're using them 24-7. So the th- and then the final one is the temperature that you set it to. If you set it like my wife does to 18 Baltic, there is no way you are getting to six months. You'll be very lucky to get to four months. And we are normally very lucky if we get to four months before we need the boys out yet again. Really, sir? Yes, she wants it at Baltic. Ours still runs. I've got it down to 14.7 now. And who'd have thought that a successful husband is somebody who can get the ACs to 14.7 degrees? in an evening i just cannot believe it but that's what we run at um if you are normal and you run at 24 25 yeah. again that hopefully is, is reducing the amount of load that you're putting onto a compressor and on that basis it, it hopefully will stretch it out for a while longer as well wonderful that's what i would do this is 10 minutes with colin there we go. That's uh, that's that's great advice. Well, we're back on to the uh, the proper ten minutes with me, which was probably about what twenty three. <laughs> I was about fifteen. It's oh, was it? Oh, that's yeah, not too yeah. bad. I thought yeah. we did worse than that. Okay, yeah. I'm not feeling so yeah. guilty now. That's, 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 that's for excellent. sure. Oh, that's an excellent. And what great advice. Well, you know, I think it's important to, to get to get honest advice out there. You know, yeah. that's always been, that's the whole point of doing this really, isn't it? It is. Um, which is, you know, take off the, the sales hat and instead just tell people the truth, Yeah. you know? And it's something that um, we, we talk about a huge amount internally at the company and we want people to understand. They, they, they sometimes look at us in, in disbelief, which is <laughs> to, for them to understand that actually good business sense is being 100% honest to a brutal level even if on that job it means that we're earning less that's absolutely fine because people will come back in that situation you've got to trust that as a process and we've been doing that since 2008 because we're an ad hoc business you call us when you need us we don't have your additional money for we will fix it obviously for essential maintenance you are tied in but you know at that stage um, it's a it's a different ball game and the value comes from that that regular servicing uh, and the discounts that you get as a result so trying to get some that DNA throughout our team is something that we, we, we constantly work on. I had an interesting one. The mechanism in the, the guest washroom, the toilet went. Yes. And it was, you know, I, I open up the pack and I, you know, open up the lid and I take a look in and, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this rather odd looking mechanism, actually. They was, are really odd, aren't they? And there's, there, you know, this is, and, and I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm giving it a good look and I'm going, this is a 21 year old, Mechanism. This is this has never been changed in this this toilet. Do you know whether it was a Dragon Mart special twenty one years ago? I, if Dragon Mart was even a thing then. No, if Dragon Mart wasn't a thing. Wasn't then. it? Oh, no. It must have been close. Yeah. No, I no, I don't think so. It was Dragon here Mart, when I it was here when I came in two thousand and five. Started in two thousand three, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe. Well, you know, I think that's at, probably a good thing then. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good toilet. I mean, you know, this is good quality um, British origin. Armitage Shanks. 
Uh, no, some other some other company. It's got a sticker on it though. One mm. of them. One of the rooms still has a sticker. Go figure that one. I was, well, I was made looking, in the UK. I was looking behind, and the, oh, there's the full sticker. No, so but it was. So I'm looking in, and I'm going, and so I call in the guys, and I say, you know, look, I need a new thing, and they they look in, and they go, sir, honestly, I don't think they make those anymore, <laughs> and mm. uh, and I'm going really, and and I so I you know the the guys go out and and do what they do. They go to the you know we have to go to the market. And I say, okay, well, go to the market. And they, they come back and they're doing something else. I'm saying, so what about the toilet? And so we're, we're having trouble finding. And they've taken pictures and they're, okay. and, they're, and they're finding, you know, they're having some issues finding. And I'm going, well, can't you just retrofit one of these side push things then? Because there is a hole there. It's one of those ones that has the, the handle mechanism thing. Ah, yes. And, and it, you know, it had been going for a few years. Twyford. Yeah, you know, so, oh, that's it. My that's goodness. It. Yeah, that's it. There we go. There aren't many British brands anymore. <laughs> uh, actually, believe it or not, I know that toilet. And um, and so the guys are looking at it and they're going, and you know, and they're just generally looking at the whole toilet at this point. So to be clear on this, if it's a Twyford, then I'm reckoning you've got a right-hand side with a lever that goes down, which is actually okay. within the tank itself. Yeah. On the inside, you've then got a chain that then attaches to the plunger. That would be the traditional Twyford. So there, it was- And it then was, an orange ball on the other side. So actually, this was a, a modified version of that, clearly. Oh, okay. So it had this blue thing with a, a, a plunger rod that went into it. It runs up and down the central cylinder. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, no, that is a modification. That's a later, so that's been changed at some point. So, and they couldn't find one. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I've got a, a supply for that. So what, so what got interesting was they were then, you know, investigating the toilet and they're going, sir, there's, there's, you know, there's some issues just with this, this unit itself. Like, mm. forget about the inside. This this thing, and they're looking at the tank, and they're going, you know, they're, 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 well, there's like some corrosion on some joining plates and this, and and I'm going, yeah, whatever. And so I think we just need to change the whole thing. And I'm going, works for me. <laughs> oh, okay, so you got a new toilet. I got a new toilet out of it. Was that Dragon Ball? <laughs> no, it's uh, rack. rack ceramic. Nice, that'll work. Yeah, and- uh, Cool. And, and you know, it's it's got low, fl- low volume flush. Yes. It works great. Oh, that's so, good news, right? Yeah, well, so I was very happy, but I, I, I was, thought we could retrieve that. But I was a little surprised that they had trouble, and you know, what's in it for them, right? I mean, I, I guess if they're buying it and they're selling it to my landlord yep. or whatever, but still, I just thought, how can it be that hard to find the you know this mechanism? They are really difficult to find those. Really? Interestingly enough, we had one uh, probably a couple of years ago, and uh, our normal supplier, which is this tiny little shop in Satwa, you know, I, I want to go see these guys. Oh man, they're absolutely awesome. They really are, and um, they can, if it comes to it, they can find virtually anything, yeah. and they they got that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's this. The, there are kind of that's not one of the three standards that are used these days. Really? Uh, on the whole, the main problem is where it all goes a bit wrong is if you go away from a standard. Uh, and for instance, the, the the when people go away now, it's normally due to the fact that due to aesthetic design, they want yeah. something that's really slimline or really short. Yeah. In which case, you've got a custom flush mechanism that in four years' time, when it fails, because these <laughs> days they fail in four years, not 21. Um, when that happens, you're stuffed. Yeah. It's all done. So great yeah, aesthetic so. design decision that was, interior designer. Yeah. Don't even get me started <laughs> on interior designers. Um, so it's just not, it's not the route to go down. Go with the mainstream without a doubt. So that way, through the, the lifetime of the property, you have the ability to be able to, to fix that flush. And think about the color of anything you're putting in. 
Avocado. <laughs> yes. Well done, uh, Avocado. Salmon. We, yeah, we've salmon. got a room. We've got a room with these salmon things in it. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, the guys looked at this salmon toilet. No, I don't think we can find one. Guess what? I used to sell those. <laughs> I work for a company in the UK uh, called Texas Home Care. They end up yeah. as part of Home Base, which is part of Sainsbury's. You might know, Jason. Yeah. Um, and my job was mainly to sell kitchens. And my God, I sold some disgusting kitchens <laughs> when I was 16, still at school. And then the other side of that was bathrooms. And we had this promo that was running on the Shell, the Shell bathroom, which was a, um, a salmon-coloured, uh, oh, no. bathroom that was a three milli fiberglass bath yeah now the reality was if you were anything other than a stick insect you're going through that that's the actual reality and uh, it came with the shell effect on the back of the bath oh, no. and then the shell effect also on the um the the bath uh, sorry the um the sink unit itself and then also the plastic uh, that you have for the tats was shell shaped as well for 199 pounds which is wow. what, uh, so just about a thousand dirhams these days, wow. without a doubt. And oh my goodness, did they sell like hotcakes? They were just so easy to sell. And because we were getting commission on every one, we were just writing them out as fast as we possibly could. We absolutely loved that shell kitchen, uh, <laughs> shell bathroom rather. Then the limed kitchen design as well in green, green lime, oh, no. which therefore came out almost avocado. It was horrific. Uh, gross. And um, yeah, made a fortune off those as well. <laughs> Thank you very much, Texas Home Care, for employing me. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I get, I get a question about um, trees. Yes, and you live in the ranches, so you, there are a few trees there. A few too many, uh, and and you know, there's the quickie trees. I don't know what they're called, but those are the ones you got to get rid of because they last. There we go. Got a few of those in my backyard, mm. but I keep them trimmed really nicely. The issue is the roots. Well, I, and I did have an irrigation guy come in couple years ago yeah good good crew guy took one look at the backyard and he goes you planning to take out the trees mm. i'm going no real reason to and he go well i can't put in irrigation for you he says i can he says i can put it in but if i put in the traditional i'm going to come back in a year's time and have to replace it because mm. the roots at least he's honest uh, well that's what i said and he said i said there's nothing you can do so, well i could put in some other piping but honestly these trees are going to be an issue yeah and and so i said well since i'll then i'll just keep irrigating the way i do Yes. And that's 15 minutes of me putting a little bit of water on. I, I set a trees in the corner. I never water. Yes. They grow beautifully though. Mm. But they haven't, they don't have any diameter in their, their trunks. Wasn't this the area of the garden <laughs> where it's slightly questionable for what's oh, yeah. underground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> we'll leave that one there, I think. <laughs> so the reason, <laughs> who knows what's underneath there? Don't dig. <laughs> no, Bob. not a chance. And that's actually where the guys, when they were building the place, because obviously I'm the first person mm, to yes. live there. Yeah. So I used to go and visit the guys when they were doing the building. I, I would be uh -huh. on the building site and I was nice to the guys who were building the villa. Great. Whereas my neighbor, who happened to be the real estate person who was dealing with it for the landlord at that point, she was not. Oh dear. Six months into her living in her place, she's having huge issues with the plumbing. Bizarre that. Oh, not bizarre, yeah. <laughs> so what did the guys do on my side? You know, they, you know, she comes over one day and she's like, she's like what? you have all the space around your, in, inside the wall where you can put a garden in your front part. And she says, I wonder whether she, she drew the parallel here. I wonder well, whether there's a life lesson learned. I don't think so. And, and she, at some point, who knows what they did, but at some point she had, she would, she came over and she goes, what's your power bill like? 
I ain't got time. He goes, mine's quadruple that. Blimey. So who knows what they wired in? She actually thought they wired my side into hers and she was paying for me. And so we turned everything off and she's going, no, it's not you. <laughs> but what they also did. Thanks for the apology. <laughs> what they also did is all the plumbing. You know how you, you seal the plumbing mm. pipes? Yeah, they didn't do any of it. They just put, the, they just stuck them all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it is utter incompetence, but then sometimes there's reason. Whereas my side, everything's beautiful. And I think they actually sealed everything to make sure you go, oh, Mr. James is very nice. Yes. Miss Sheila, not so nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But but all this comes back to I saw their little work camp that was in the backyard and where things were going and it was like oh yeah yeah which right. brings me to trees because there, there is a yes. point and and I'm thinking back home and it must be the same in the UK you have arborists yes and do we have arborists here absolutely not <laughs> we have murderers <laughs> that's for sure I had the conversation with my gardener that we've got one uh, well no we've got plenty of trees in the garden but one that it was just so overgrown it yeah. started to come it's kind of outside it looks lovely outside yeah. the uh, the kitchen we have this big window and there is the tree and it looks great at that height the problem was it was so overgrown that it had grown into the entire balcony above oh, when we no, moved in yeah. so it needed it needed some some chopping down and um i'm not really the aesthetic type when it comes to arbory um i want it done so that it doesn't have to be done again for quite right. a while yeah Natalie, on the other hand, <laughs> feels that this is kind of a running theme, isn't it? The opposites of Natalie and myself. This is the double iron lady to check the uh, the socket. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, what we what we basically decided to do was um, Natalie gave me the brief, and then I decided to go and brief yeah. the guys on how to actually do it. So we murdered it basically, okay. top half of the tree, all lopped off. We got yeah. loads off it, but I left the green bit further down so that when right. she looks out the kitchen, jobs are good. Yeah. you know and um she did make quite a valid point which was the problem and the difference between an arborist and what we have here in dubai is the fact that with an arborist you make a clean cut on a branch yeah here you cut half of it and rip <laughs> the rest off yeah and every branch is like that well in that situation yeah. it's not going to grow back nicely because it's got a destroyed destruction to start with so She's got a point, but then I was kind of looking around the ranches at what everybody else yeah. did, and it's all the same. <laughs> Everything's destroyed. The same yeah. So, but I'm like, well, the trees grow back eventually. She's like, yeah, but you know, it could well be years away after the, the damage he's done. And she's got a point. I'll give her that much. It's, I, I always think that it would just be great sense to have a few people who are great with trees just to, you know, cut them at the right time of year. Because yes. there's a time of year to cut them. Be doing some of that pruning and trimming and getting things as we're going so that they do grow into these these beautiful trees as opposed to they grow wild, we slash and cut, and then they grow wild again and we slash and cut. Yep. And, I agree with you, but people will not pay for that, yeah. unfortunately. Um, unlike, you know, our home countries, yeah, uh, people will not pay for that to be done properly. They want the absolute, they treat it like a... Um, 
like a, a, a minimum wage thing. And in that yeah. situation, you're never going to get somebody skilled to do that. I, I, I've had guys coming in from my trees. I just do them myself now mm, because yeah, now yeah. I, I've acquired all of the right equipment, you know, from saws to, to pruners yes. and things. I still need an electric pruner for that. One of those ones with the big long duck bill thing. That's, yes. I, I need one of those badly. They're not that expensive. I know. You. I know. No, yeah. they're, 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 that's an Amazon job. Yeah. A, in fact, I've looked at these in the past. Now, admittedly, the Black & Decker, which is one yeah. of my go-to domestic brands, um, is not that powerful. It's a 450 watt, but okay. there is a 700, 750 Ooh. Ryobi that might be a little bit Ooh. more into it. But then again, it's 350 dirhams for the yeah. um, Black & Decker one with a one-year warranty. So I'm thinking, mm. kill it, <laughs> yeah. and then get another one after. Job done. <laughs> it's, it's a shame, though. I mean, that's the way it works, right? Yeah, it is. We just don't yeah. have arbors here. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah, no can do. Drills. I got a quick quick one on the drill front. Oh, yes. So uh, I was a scout leader here in Dubai. Third mm. Dubai, first Dubai. I was between the two. And this is all when my children were growing up being scouts. And we used to, side story, to this day, my boys talk about the volleyball, that we, not volleyball, dodgeball slash killer dodgeball that we would play every session. And, you know, usually when you play dodgeball, there's the rules, you know, no headshots, no groin shots. Mm. You're not in my game. <laughs> Free for all. <laughs> oh, come on. You're five now. Exactly. Come on, boys. <laughs> Let's kill each other. <laughs> it was. Okay. And, okay. and for some reason, the guys would like to stand against a wall. It's like, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had carnage. It was great. <laughs> One of those soft little balls that's got the knobby things on it. Yes. So when you really get hit in the face, because of <laughs> Of course, everyone's aiming for the headshot. You'd see the, the pieces of the <laughs> Terrible. Uh, but one year, and I, I've told you this story before, we built go-karts, yes. trash carts. Yeah, yeah. So you got all the, the stuff from the garbage bins. You had to just go and do the garbage troll. And I bought a couple of these 100 Durham toolkits. Yes. You got a grinder, a jigsaw, a sander, and a drill. Nice. And my my own drill packed it in probably a year ago. And I thought, well, I still got one of these boxes. Why don't I use that drill? Well, that drill just packed it in. <laughs> you got a year. You got a year. Are you kidding? There. I've had that thing for like at least ten years. Oh, I get you. Yes, yeah. I was thinking yeah, I got major usage. Yeah, and and I don't use the drill a whole bunch. But yeah, yeah. yesterday I was drilling some holes, just basic holes, and the chuck wasn't really working. <laughs> The, that's the first sign that you yeah. drill is that you can't tighten the chuck enough on 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 the bit. That's unusual. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought too. I thought penetrating oil. Tried it. I, you no, know, it would that, that, it, right. it, it, no, it would tighten. Okay, but just wouldn't snug up so that it would loosen off. Yes, I get you. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. And then when you pull the little trigger to to get it started yeah it would only go from zero to hero there was no <laughs> and then you take your finger off the trigger it's still going <laughs> oh that's a bit of a worry yeah it's a yeah. bit of a worry because i'm then i'm looking say well is the is the guard on it is the is the mm. speed control no no and and then it just stopped and it did smell really odd too it's like oh yeah this ah that <laughs> smell of burning was what gave it away oh <laughs> but, but it was it was the fact that i spent i like think you say like penetrating oil tried that yeah i'm yeah. trying all the ways to, yeah. to tighten it up even full bore on the the trigger with the hand on the chuck thing holding oh. it no no my me holding it there wasn't enough power it was it was oh, <laughs> the motor was not oh man but so yeah now i'm now i'm in the market for a new drill corded or cordless you know i i'm i i don't mind using a cord so i i might just okay so two two options are where i would go with that um 
I have got the most wonderful, again, Black & Decker, but it's okay. a 720. But it, uh, what I really like about it is it's a, it's a metal gearbox. Ah. These days, most of the cheaper, cheap ones are nylon. Right. No, thank you. If uh, And especially if you're going to do any kind of hammer work, uh, hammer drill work, which you're going to do here in the UAE, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, mind you, it was on special, and I bought it from Ace Hardware. Really? Very rarely that you find a deal in Ace Hardware. Yeah. 279 dirhams, and it was a, it's a 900 watt as well. Wow. But I got that two years ago, to okay. be fair. But right. I found nothing it can't go through, which I okay. absolutely love. And I'm pretty sure that that one is a rebadged DeWalt because it's mm. way at the top end of a Black & Decker level. Okay. Uh, again, if I was going to go cordless, I, I just can't see past the uh, the 18-volt Stanleys that we use. Uh, okay. Now we're, we will fix it. You can't kill them. And cordless, versus kill cor- them. cordless versus corded, what do you think? I mean, I- well, you're on a four, probably a about a four times ratio in terms of cost. Okay. Um, so uh, the the lithium ion batteries are great. Um, they really last. Um, but again, it depends on the kind of work that you were doing. If it was me and I had to get one and not the other, I would go corded because I've got long extension cords yeah. and they're going to last longer. Right. And you so, know what that was? What would you do? Oh man. <laughs> and again, didn't even spot it. What would I do? <laughs> Well, those are my two my two options right yeah. now for drills. I yeah. can't see past them. And by the way, uh, the those deals, generally speaking, the best Stanley deal I find is on Amazon. Oh, and um, I can get fifteen dirhams cheaper there than I can through the trade. My trade channels are more really? expensive than Amazon. How's I mean, unbelievable, it, isn't I'm, it? I'm buying. I mean, I. I I'm probably the person on the planet who is resisting the online buying. Like my, my family makes fun of this. They're like, dad, you do tech stuff. You're doing this, you're doing that, but you don't buy anything online. I said, you know, I'd like to go in. I like to give my business. I like to see the stuff and that. And I've had a, a complete flip on that where almost every, I mean, we were out the other day in a yoga mat bag of all things. And I see this branded one and I say to my wife, I said, oh, that's a great bag I you know, need for my yoga mat. Yeah. And we take a look at it and we look at the price and we said, well, let's just check on Amazon. Well, it's it's 30 dirhams cheaper. Yes. So this Next is- Next day delivery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Branded from the company as opposed to getting it from the retailer. This is, this is the entire reason, isn't it? Why the high street is dead. Yeah. Um, worldwide. And it's a difficult one. And I totally understand the problem, which is uh, most people do would prefer to, to touch and feel it. But again, they want the cheapest price going. Yeah. Well, in which case they go into the retail store to do exactly what you've done, which yeah. is touch and feel it, and then buy it off Amazon. Because <laughs> exactly. you touch and feel it, you know everything's fine, and away you go. But if you imagine that retailer who's got the cost of the premises to go exactly. deal with and all the staff, you totally understand they can't hit that same uh, yeah. same price on Amazon. But for me, I'm, I'm all into the online reviews that do, do oh, that yeah. touchy-feely for me. But what I want is a specific model that may well not be in the store where I to go. Right. So for me, online works really, really well. Um, and that's, that's you know, we have deliveries daily from um, <laughs> noon and Amazon. They are always delivering. Oh, man. Uh, the the tub ceiling. I want to, you know. Yes, we've you know, done that one for quite a while. We, so one of the things that we, we want to try and start picking up on is just basic things yeah. people need to be able to do. You might remember the first time when I actually learned this method. I, I which, absolutely do remember it. Yeah, and we had Kevin, who was our operations yeah. manager at the time, uh, back in Ireland now. He's building utes 
or something. Really? Like one of those, those these hut things, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. He for some reason that's what he's doing right now. My goodness, if I can get Kev back here, I did it twice. Yeah. Two previous summers we've shipped <laughs> Kev back. Don't leave us. And uh, honestly, the coronavirus was great from that perspective because we got him for way longer than we should have done. But. Um, Kev, uh, Kev told us about a live on air at, yeah, uh, yeah. on Dubai Eye. Uh, told us about his method, which makes total sense. Um, so before we get to the method, oh, okay, the, the two things that I want to, you know, because what happens is people get tubs and they've had their tub for a long time. And do you go when we talk about sealing it? So Kev was was talking about how to do this. We're going to get to this in yes. a second. But my my big question is, you take a look at the tub maybe the tiles have gotten a little grotty. So you do nice tile clean. You're looking at the ceiling around your tub. There's a bit of mold. There's a bit of mildew. Are you going with a hard cement concrete kind of sealant or are you going with a silicon sealant? Those kind of things. So always silicon. Always. Not, not, not even a question. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Um, if you go with a hard sealant, then at that point it will crack. Mm. There was no two ways about it. And in the Dubai weather, it'll crack from one of two things, which are either the weight of the water plus you in it, or alternatively, it will be just standard expansion and contraction that happens as a, as a result of the temperature changes that we get here. Okay. AC on, AC off. Actually, yeah. it accentuates that quite uh, quite dramatically. So silicon every time. Every time. Yeah. And, and a good quality uh, silicon. Well, so this is the thing, and this uh, is something that you know. Yeah. All silicon sealants no. for tubs is not the same. Not created equal at all. So basically, there is a lot of the cheaper silicon that money could buy uh, here, which is generally subcontinent, um, where it's manufactured. The big problem with that is two things. A, it doesn't have an anti-fungicide, so you you will then get all of that uh, coming back very quickly. And secondly, uh, it's not as pliable, it's not as flexible Ah. as a a good quality uh, silicon. So within six months or so, it will crack off. And yeah. at that point, you're, you're back to worse than where you were beforehand. So uh, it needs to be something that is either a European, Singapore, um, or uh, the US. Actually, the US yeah. stuff is generally the best. Okay. So uh, go with that. Now, in terms of process, it needs to be um, a very odd but simple process, which is half fill your bath. And you know what? People right now are sitting there, and, and we've talked about this before, but I, I just, it, it's, it's almost like we forget about it yes and i know a lot of people right now are driving they're sitting at a bus stop they're in a cafe they've they've just spit their coffee or their hot chocolate back into their cup because they're going what hold on yes i'm doing the ceiling and you want me to fill my tub and it's in one sense it's a twofer right because you can Mm. have a little bit of a bath put in a bath ball bomb you know and you're you're in there and you can be doing some silicone right now I never even thought of that, James. It, it Can you imagine? These days, doesn't surprise me that you have thought of that. Can you imagine the Weevil Fixer guys are there doing something, and the one guy says, "Yeah, well, hey, we got to fill the tub. No need to waste it." <laughs> oh God, that's a sight for sore eyes. I'm not sure I can unsee that one. Thanks, James. Uh, so uh, I'm making the assumption, of course, that yeah. all the old stuff has been has been uh, cut out. Well, that's, and that's that, that's really important too. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You Clean the stuff, the and some of it is. Yeah. This could take you. A little bit of time. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. You know, a normal a normal uh, bath to do properly is about an hour and a half job. And that's assuming that you know what you're doing, which our, yeah. boys, our boys do. At least they do. So, so you're cleaning out all of the old stuff. Yes. Make sure that you've scraped it a little bit to make, uh, there's nothing stuck there. Yeah. Bit of white spirit next, just yeah. to clean it all off. Make sure that it's, uh, it's a pristine surface before you go back at it. Now, half full of water, basically. Why? Why am I filling the tub? Right. And the reason why it's halfway is really important, which is your bathtub flexes 
um, through use. And the two uses are you going in if you're going to do a shower or sit in a bath, or alternatively, the weight of the water itself. So what you want is that midpoint in terms of weight between empty and Mm. as heavy as it's going to be, which we make an assumption is half a, half a tank of water. Because normally you don't use that much water, do you, when you're in a yeah. bath? So part of that is the weight of you within the bath water as it would normally be, or for a shower. So you've got that half, half point level. Now, if you are a god <laughs> when it comes to siliconing, <laughs> you can do it freehand, where you basically uh-huh. use a cartridge gun, you go all the way along, yeah. and everything is great. Isn't that how everyone does it? Maybe people who try this and are watching on TV is how they do it there. Like we should have, we should have brought one in. Yeah, and no. you know, we've got the YouTube. No, I've tried this. No, and, um, I, I, you know the one thing when you, you get the silicon gun and you got your thing and you. Yeah, I always notice, and you know, my dad always taught me make sure you cut that diagonal out of diagonal. The, yeah. the number of people who cut it straight, and I'm looking at it going, "What have you done? Here? You've got no chance." <laughs> no, it's no. like. <laughs> Even if you cut it on the diagonal, you're still a god if you can make it work. Well, so, and, the, and the reason is, how many times do you do, you know, like you're saying, on a yes, good day, course. it's an hour. How often are you using silicon? Almost never. Yes. You know, cock around a tub, cock around a window, cock around a sink. You do that once every five years. You've done it six times in your, you know, in the last five years. Yep. <laughs> I used to have a guy who could do it that way one-handed oh, and he literally at the speed of him for that final application but he found that the speed actually helped him because it kept okay. it a lot more consistent ah. but what he also did was he used a much longer diagonal than you would normally use okay. with the idea being that the back end of the diagonal act like a wiper as ah. he went and then I tried that method and it was quite clear that the years and years of experience that he had yeah. made that feasible for him and nobody else. So the way the standard process that we use now is we actually tape the inside. Uh, so we inside the inside edge, which is the, uh, the bath side on yeah. the whole, we will put a line of tape down. Ah. If it's one of my newer guys, they will put tape on the tile side as well, which is absolutely fine. We've got no problem with that. Then they'll run quite a thin line along, all the way along, and then literally a finger along in one motion, right the way along the area concerned, and then they leave it until it's tacky. When it's tacky, they then rip off both of those uh, bits of paper, and away you go with a really beautiful line. Wow. That is their method. But you need to have lots of knowledge, again, to do that. What's tacky look like? Yeah. If you're too early, you end up with it all over the place. If you're too late, you end up with the pulling the ceilings out at the ah, same time. It's nasty, nasty. <laughs> so it, there isn't an easy solution from that perspective. The other one that most um, Joe public would use is it's pretty much the same method, which is they do the straight cut, <laughs> and then they would um, they would literally do it very unevenly along the way. Go, you get oh those, my! You get those big bulging parts. Yes. Something that bulges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you usually squeeze the trigger. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then they go that. Looks it's terrible. What are we going to do next? They will then wipe as they go. When they wipe, it spreads the way too much silicon that they've used yeah. uh, out. And then they go, oh, no, that was a disaster. I'll just leave it now because I'm bored. That's how Joe Public does it. And you see it. You see, you've seen those washers. Yeah, that's why we get called in. Normally, can't deal with this. Look what the husband did. It's always the husband yeah. that did it. Bizarrely, oh, but uh, yeah, my husband's way too busy. He has to work seven days a week. Okay, you've just admitted it's you. (laughs) No, I've been to Ace and I've seen some of these angle things that they're selling that these plastic guard, what about those? No. 
Well, no, <laughs> they just don't work. They just don't work. No. They look great on the commercial. If they're they, running they look the commercial, amazing. Yeah. I don't even know how. Have you do noticed it? it's like six seconds? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. It uh, again, it relies on the the perfect amount of silicon being used. Okay. You always use too much. Even the pros always use too much, and then they have yeah. to take it off. So, um, and then if you use too little, you're not sealing it. So right. it relies on all that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm sorry, I just do not buy it whatsoever. It's right. one of those jobs that there isn't something that makes it easier. Apart from skill, it just looks really easy, but it's yeah. not. So why, but why wouldn't I just want to then run that grout? And I know you said it's going to crack and what, but won't it last for a while? The cement grout kind of stuff. Who would do something for weeks worth of, um, <laughs> of right. um, safety? No, not yeah. a month of Sundays. Yeah. The only scenario, actually I have got one scenario oh, where oh, you could do that, okay. which is if you had a porcelain, like a, a metal and porcelain old style bath, yeah. then you can actually do it because at that stage, although you have the metal that expands, it's nowhere near. And also in a climate that's not like this, um, then you potentially could do that. Mm. Um, it's just silicon's still a better option. <laughs> but there is a feasibility there, I suppose. You know what I would love? is Ace to have kind of like a Home Depot setup. And I know they kind of sometimes do that where they've got the pro who's set up a little corner thing of a tub and they're showing you how to do it. And you get to then have it a little try. They get to give you some tips. You you know, they, they, they stand over you and say, okay, now, now we know it's tacky. Yeah. And, now, and just sort of watch you and, and give you, you know, a little bit of schooling. And I know they do that or they used to do it pre pandemic at, you know, back, back home in Canada in the U S Renault Depot or Home Depot, they would do that. They, they, you know, they got the retiree who's, yes. who's been a contractor who on the weekend does a tile course or a, we were approached to do that. Um, yeah. but the problem is as with many things in Dubai, people want things for free. That's the challenge, isn't it? Oh, well, no, your brand will be out there. Mm, no, yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's not the, uh, any kind of equivalency whatsoever. Yeah. So we've been being approached for various things over the years, but it's just not something that um, yeah. that, that, that pays. So yeah, it's a challenge. Where, yeah. do you, where do you learn how to do this? And that's again here. Here, you just explain exactly. it <laughs> and try it out. You yes. know, go by the, the, the YouTube. The, you know, exactly. But that's really the way these days, isn't it? It is. But then you've got to be able to see the um, the not so honest approaches from yeah. those that are a bit more honest. And again, you can find that, and you find it quickly. Yeah. You can literally spend ten minutes viewing a, uh, YouTube videos. Don't just go with one. Go with multiple, yeah. and go with somebody who clearly looks like he knows what he's doing, but is not polished and trying to sell something he's yeah. a proper tradesman he knows what he's doing yeah so order and doesn't have the budget to be able to fudge it that's yeah. the other one i, I look <laughs> for the low-end video production because he's just genuine you yeah know? yeah and um then at that point you're in you're in a good place yeah. that's, that's how i would normally do a new job there we go colin this has been a lot of fun we didn't we didn't get to everywhere we wanted to be but oh there's a surprise <laughs> We'll do it all again real soon. Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai. Look them up online. And like I always say, if you need to call them, just do. Yes, 800-349, which is 800-FIX on your phone. Wewillfixit.com, essentialmaintenance.com. Yeah. Dead easy. Get in touch with their, their folks there online. If you got a question, query, comment, and of course, get in touch with us, potholics with a K at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. Share the link. We're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's epic podcast studio. Colin, we'll do it again real soon. Sounds good.